0: Are you ready for the word of god are you expecting for god to speak a fresh word to your heart and your spirit this morning i know i always ask that but the reason i ask that is to check our expectancy because it's important that we expect to hear from the king himself amen because god has something that even though i may speak a word this morning he's got something unique that he wants to say to you He's got something that's going to speak to your specific situation that the Holy Spirit knows you need today. That He knows that you need in the week to come. Because He already knows what is waiting for you in this week. Amen? Amen. Okay, so on New Version, I did do the notes properly this week because I thought the way that I speak, you will probably. Yeah, maybe you'll keep up, maybe you won't, but there is notes. Surprise him. Okay. This morning, I want to speak about a word that I think is something that I said earlier that I believe if we understand this principle, if we understand the principle of hunger, I've called it, the Bible doesn't call it a principle of hunger. I call it a principle of hunger because I believe it is taught that way in the Bible that our hunger will pull down from heaven the kingdom. The level of our hunger, in other words, another word is the level of our appetite, the level of our expectancy will determine what we receive from the Lord. Would you agree with that this morning? I'm going to explain it a little bit clearer, but we've been speaking about faith. We've been speaking about faith for the last couple of weeks, and we've been talking about how the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that God is pleased with faith. It's the only way that we can please Him. It's the only way that we can receive anything from the kingdom of God, any of the promises that God has got in his word for you and I as believers, as children of the king, the only way we can receive it is through faith, because faith is the currency of the kingdom. And so last week, Johannes spoke about authority, he spoke about a position of authority, and he made this statement, I think the team has the slide there, he made this statement, he said, God will bless us. According to our appetite for him God will bless us according to our appetite for him and That was something that the Holy Spirit imprinted on my heart and I thought What is my appetite? For the Lord? What is my appetite for the things of the kingdom? I'm not talking about a church service. I'm not talking about a home cell I'm not talking about an activity that feels religious. I'm talking about for the, for the king himself, for Jesus. What is my personal appetite for him? If we take away all the sound this morning, if we take away the coffee, if we take away the amazing children's church, if we take away the seats even, do I have enough hunger for the king to still be here? And I don't need to come to church to... to encounter the king. I mean, we know that. But will I be hungry enough to still come and seek him? Because that is what we are talking about. That is what we are talking about when we talk about spiritual hunger, when we talk about a spiritual appetite for the things of the spirit, for the things of Jesus. And I believe if we can cultivate that, we will see more of the kingdom in our lives personally manifested.
1: We will receive more breakthrough
0: in our lives because that is part of faith. It is having a hunger, it is having an appetite for the king. Does that make sense this morning? Yeah. I want to read you this scripture, Luke 16, 16, and I'm gonna read it from the Passion Translation.
1: Why? Because
0: yes, the fool for my on fire. Okay, it says, the law of Moses. And the revelation of the prophets have prepared you for the arrival of the kingdom announced by john next one and since that time the wonderful news of god's kingdom is being preached and people's hearts burn with extreme passion to receive it Who's ever felt your heart burn for the things of the Lord? You don't have to put up your hand, but you can if you want to. If you've ever felt your heart burn for the things of the kingdom, it's what we call a place of desperation. Many of us have been desperate for the Lord for things in our life. Burn with passion. There's that story in the Bible also where Jesus... Um, so I just stick to my diet. Um But there's that story in scripture where Jesus walks and he's just been resurrected from the dead and he meets some of the disciples on the road and they talk to him and they don't realize it's him. And they walk and then they later go and break bread with him. And I think he said something to them and he disappeared. And they were like, but didn't our hearts burn within us when we spoke to him on the road? And the Bible says the Lord opened their eyes in that moment and they realized it was Him. Then our hearts burn on the inside of us. And you know, as pastors of a newly planted church, can I tell you, we walk around with our hearts burning to see more of the kingdom manifested in this church and in the lives of the people that we get to know on a weekly basis. Johannes can testify to this, I can testify, I can tell you now. I go to bed in the in the evening i wake up in the morning and my heart is burning to see the fullness of the kingdom my heart's gebet is here moenie laat ons net nog 'n kerk wees nee. moenie laat nie moenie ons net nog 'n kerk wees wat saamkom en ons het 'n lekker gathering but we don't have the king we don't have the kingdom we don't have the power of the kingdom in this church because otherwise church we're wasting our time in, I can't tell you, I wake up on Sunday mornings with a burning in my spirit, a burning, a desperateness in my heart. I'm like, Lord, I don't care about the music, I, I do, but I don't care about what works, what doesn't work. What we want is you. What we want is breakthrough. What we want to see is people get healed by the power of God. What we want to see is people get delivered from demons, from evil spirits, from tormenting things, because that is the kingdom. You don't just spill me And I know you know that, that's why you're here. So I'm just preaching to the converted, but I'm just sharing my heart. I'm like, Lord, please. Please. Let your anointing come. Let your anointing be here. Let your power be here. Let people encounter the king. Yes. Doesn't you could see a showing It's about the king of kings. Hear us a belief. That's my prayer. Who goes to bed at night? That's a place of hunger. That's a place of desperateness and I believe that is what gets the king excited. That's what get the king, gets the king to come and move in our midst. It's a place of desperateness is a place of they are hungry for my spirit they are hungry for my word they are hungry for my hand over their lives and therefore i will come and meet with them and that's honestly where we are at and i want to encourage us this morning we can stay spiritually hungry and if you are here this morning and you say Marissa, i've never felt that burning in my heart i've never felt that burning on the inside then please allow me to pray for you this morning so that God can alight that flame inside of you. And I'm trusting Him. I said to the team this morning, as I was preparing this week, I felt that God also wants to release a new gift of hunger in this congregation. He has not called us, if you are new here this morning, He's not called this church to be a plain church. I'm not talking bad against any other church. We love the body of Christ. We honor the body of Christ. But we have got to focus and be faithful with God is what God has given us. And God has entrusted to us to raise up an army. To really be serious about the things of the spirit. To not be consumed in the world. Because the church can be in the world. I don't wanna be. I don't want to be in that kind of church, because then I could just go to whatever the world has to offer. That's not the church of the Bible, that's not the church that I'm trusting, the Lord to raise up among us. And I know that's why you are here too, because you've got that same desire, you've got that same, I forgot the word, This hunger. Let us see more than what we can ask, think or imagine who's ready to just see more who's ready to just believe the lord for more and you know sometimes the lord will taste us in our faithfulness before he releases the fullness of his anointing he will taste us in our faithfulness he will taste our hearts and i just want to be found desperate i just want to be found burning but enough about me let's talk about the word okay What is an appetite god will bless us according to our appetite for him okay so we're talking obviously about a spiritual appetite appetite is a strong desire or a liking for something or it can refer to a natural desire to satisfy a bodily need like food all right so we know that we are humans so we need food now the same way that we get hungry our body starts craving food it gets hungry who knows that when you are hungry you start to get desperate to find something to eat. We work with the folks in the Vundu. I can tell you many nights, they've told you honest, they go to bed hungry. You get to a place of absolute desperation and you will do anything to get that food. I mean, anything to get food. But some of us have also been there. Okay? Now, what happens when we are naturally hungry like that? We look for something to satisfy that need. We get food, we eat, and we get full. And who knows that after you've had a good meal, particularly on a Sunday, I'm normally ravenous by the time we get home. I don't even have time to cook. I just want to eat. Okay? Then you are full. You are satisfied. But you know that it works in the opposite way in the kingdom. In the kingdom, when we get hungry spiritually and we eat, this is our food, and we eat and we eat of the food, you know that we get hungrier. So in the natural, I eat and I get full. In the kingdom, I eat and I get more hungry. The more I eat, the hungrier I become. The more I eat, the more I want. That is actually all I want to talk about today. That is the key for us if we want to stay hungry. For the things of the lord if we want to stay in a place where our hearts are burning with passion that means we've got to eat more i mean you can cultivate yourself into a place of hunger spiritually you don't have to starve and be malnourished spiritually jesus said just come to me i am the bread of life when you keep eating from the bread of life you will not die spiritually you will not die malnourished You will be on fire. You will be in that place where you are constantly burning. But many of us are spiritually dry because we've stopped eating spiritually. Amen? We've stopped eating spiritually. What is a spiritual hunger? Let's just quickly define that before we go further. What is spiritual hunger? The notes are in your version. Number one, it is a strong, passionate desire for God's presence and power. It's a strong desire for the presence of God. Not for a nice gathering, for the presence of God. Number two, it is a dependence and a need on God that says, Jesus, only you can do this. It's that desperateness in your heart where you know everything else, from a natural point of view, it's impossible.
1: But it's a desire to
0: see the impossible happen because you know that only the King can do Spiritual hunger number three is an openness to the Holy Spirit and the Word. It's an openness. Lord, I want more of you. I want to experience more of you. And less of me. Number four, spiritual hunger shows humility. It shows that we are very, very aware of our need for God. It shows that we are very much aware that by ourselves, We can't do it. And we realize that we are in complete dependency of Him. We are completely dependent on Him. And that means that He can step into our circumstances. When we are at that place where we know that we know that we know, it's not up to us. It is completely only up to Him. Does that make sense this morning? Spiritually hungry people, what do they look like? A spiritual hungry person will do anything and go anywhere to meet with God. You're not know black. Doesn't matter the worship, it doesn't matter what it looks like, it doesn't matter where it is, you are so desperate you will go anywhere to any lengths to encounter that presence. That's the kind of spiritual hunger we're talking about. The same way that you will do anything for that snack, as you all know. Day sprinklers. Spiritually hungry people love to spend time in God's presence. They crave His presence. They're not satisfied with anything else. They just want to be in His presence. They are dissatisfied with the status quo. Normal is boring. We don't think normal is boring. Net desire to meet and spend time with other christians do you know we spend time with some people this week who really love the lord we get to spend time with people who love the lord every single week all of them but sometimes i gather with people who are more desperate for the lord and it blesses me so much i love to see the hunger in other people I love to hear people's testimonies of what the Lord is doing in their life. I love to have those kind con- those kind of conversations. It just fuels you. You know that when you meet with someone and you spend time with someone that's on fire, you will also catch fire. Some of us need new friends. <laughs> we love the world. But if you're in a place where where you feel spiritually dry get around some on fire ones because you will catch the fire it's just a spiritual principle they lose their appetite for the things of the world you know i remember when i became a christian for the first time i honestly was literally on fire i mean you could not contain i went to my office uh, I remember I think it was in the first two months. I think I've told this story before and I worked in a corporate environment And I'm not saying you should repeat this behavior I'm just sharing what went what went on with me what happened and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit I was in an incredible church. I entered into a wholesale cell group They were also on fire and something happened to me that I knew that I knew that I knew something had changed drastically in me and I thought everyone had to know because clearly, where I worked, it was like I was the only one that knew about Jesus. I did not see anything about him in this. I worked for an ad agency. I cannot imagine. And there was nothing about the Lord there. And I remember we had an opportunity. My boss would give us an opportunity to do presentations about your passion. Every, every. Uh, I think it was every second Friday. You got thirty minutes. It was just like this random thing she did so that everyone can get to know one another and so, you know, it was part of team building or something like that. And she said, you get 30 minutes to talk about your passion. It could be anything she said. I thought, Papi, this is my time, this is my platform. Okay, so I did a presentation about my church, obviously. I did a presentation about Jesus. And they had to listen to me for 30 minutes. I even had some music in the background. Uh, On every slide, I had some of my favorite worship songs in the background, and I did this beautiful presentation, and I shared about what we do in our services, and I had a captive audience of Muslims, Jews, atheists, New Agers, you name it. And they just sat and listened to me for 30 minutes talk about my passion and Jesus and why I love Jesus and then I end it with and Jesus loves you. That was full And I remember after that even the Muslim, my Muslim colleagues came and asked me for prayer for different things in their life. Honestly. And I thought to myself, now I look back and I think that this was forward and out there. But I was so on fire I didn't care. Obviously, we need to use wisdom, but I just wanted to illustrate something happened to me That I couldn't help myself Because I thought they had to know who is going to tell this person Who's going to tell her? We were all girls by the way. There were two men I think. Who's gonna tell them? I'm here. I the kingdom is inside of me. I had to start sharing and so I don't think that's really stopped, but I don't know, why did I talk about that? Oh, we lose the appetite for the world. And I remember, I was so excited, I'm not sure that everyone shared the excitement, but I think they, they liked me, so they you know gave me the time of day. But I remember everything from that point changed for me. Everything that I used to do with friends, that I used to engage in, that I thought was amazing, that I spent my time on, that I spent my money on, that I spent my savings on, it became boring to me. The pursuit of my life changed. And I, if I think back now, I realize that hunger became more real to me than any other hunger that I've ever had. Nothing in the world could satisfy me. Even sometimes when people talk about cars, when they talk about homes, when they talk about, okay, I do enjoy traveling. But that doesn't compare to anything that I've seen the Lord do or that I'm trusting Him for. It doesn't compete. It's for fair. Right. Is that it? The world has got nothing, nothing, nothing on offer that is better than the king himself. I totally forgot the point that I was making. Appetite. We were speaking about appetite. But I'm telling you, church, It is time for us to get to that place of hunger and we need to cultivate that hunger continuously because the world is dying around us and they need it. They need the fire of the Holy Spirit. They need Jesus, the love, the grace, the mercy, the kindness that will heal all of their broken wounds. Who read about the story of the head of the satanic church that met Jesus? We know some of the people that ministered to him. Do you know what they did is they only shared love. They only shared love. And when he tasted that, his hunger changed. He tasted something of the kingdom. And it changed everything. The head of the satanic church in a country just had a small taste of love. And that taste changed his life. The world needs to taste and see that God is good. And the only way that they are going to taste that is through you and I. Obviously, God is bigger than us, but he wants to use us. I feel like I preach the same message every weekend with a different title. Okay. All right. Spiritually hungry people, we say, will lose their appetite for the things of this world, and they will be joyful and excited about the things of God need to be excited about the things of the Lord if we are not going to be no one else will no one else will I mean okay let's get to Scripture uh, that's always a good place to be Matthew 5 verse 6 if you've got your Bibles Matthew 5 verse 6 this is the song we sang at the end it's called the Beatitudes that was Jesus's uh, Sermon on the Mount and Jesus is teaching about the characteristics of kingdom citizens in other words, people who live in the kingdom like you and I, born-again believers, what are the characteristics? I think I did a sermon on this last year the year before, somewhere since 2019. And this is what it says. He, said, he talks about a few things, blessed are those, and then he says, blessed, joyful, and notice this, nourished. We're talking about spiritual hunger today. Nourished by God's goodness are who? Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who actively seek right standing with God, for they will be completely satisfied. Jesus says, blessed and spiritually nourished you will be if you continue to stay hungry and you continue to stay thirsty for the things of the kingdom." It's a promise that he gives that when you are hungry and thirsty and desperate and burning for him He will not not fulfill his promise to you. He will not not fill you. He will not not come to you He will not not meet you at the place of your expectancy of your desperation But he says I need you to stay hungry. I need you to stay thirsty I need you to continuously be in that place of seeking me Smith Wigglesworth who knows who that was Smith Wigglesworth was an evangelist a healing evangelist he had an incredible incredible healing ministry I think I can't remember when early 1900s very very long ago and he was known for Incredible, ridiculous signs and wonders. People would walk past him and get healed. People would walk past him and they would start to, you know, evil spirits would start to manifest because of the anointing on his life. He said this, it's a well known quote. He said, The secret of spiritual success is a hunger that persists. A hunger that persists. Because God was and still is looking for hungry, Thirsty people. God is looking for hungry and thirsty people. And you know how we always talk about revival and we are always talking about in Afrikaans, we want to see like the early church. We want to see the Holy Spirit poured out so powerfully. We want to see like the revivals of Azusa Street. We want to see all these things happen. And if you do research and you go and read about all those revivals, That has happened, big moves of God in the spirit, it all started with hungry people. Not people who didn't really care, if God wants to come, then maybe He can, let's maybe go, let's maybe see if something will happen. No, no, no. They were hungry for it. They were contending for it. They were seeking for it. They were going for it. Amen? Spiritual and hunger, spiritual hunger and thirst are drivers of spiritual fullness. And God has reserved the fullness of who he is and wants to what he wants to give to us for those who are hungry. But you know, many times we find ourselves in a place where we have lost our spiritual appetite. Do you know that that sometimes happens? I think we can all relate to that. Maybe that's even a season where you find yourself in right now. Where you say, I hear that hunger. That's great, but I don't feel hungry. I've lost my appetite. Do you know what happens when, when we, in the natural, when we lose our appetite? Many times, if you've been sick, who knows, you, can't, you don't have an appetite, you don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. Nee? And what does the doctor normally say to you if you've lost your appetite, if he realizes, well, you can't eat? Something's wrong. It's an indication that something is not right something is not okay in your body if you've lost your appetite because you need a healthy appetite to be healthy you need to eat it's important and the same is true spiritually so how do we detect how do we detect if we are spiritually healthy we can check by discerning whether we've got an appetite or not if i feel like i'm in a place where i don't really have a spiritual appetite in other words i don't I don't really want to go to church i don't really feel like opening up my bible i don't really feel like worshiping i don't really feel like i'm experiencing the lord and now i just go and i look for other things to satisfy the need that i have on the inside that means i've got a spiritual appetite loss and i believe that the lord wants us to get from that place of spiritual appetite loss to having a super healthy spiritual appetite Because he wants us to be spiritually healthy because he wants to release the kingdom on spiritually healthy people amen
1: when a believer finds
0: that they have a lacking desire for the things of god we can be assured that that is an indication that spiritually maybe we're not that healthy and why do some of us get spiritually sick why does that sometimes happen to us i believe number one because maybe we're not born again maybe we've Grown up and this is especially true for us who grew up in traditional churches. This was my testimony I grew up in a traditional church where my parents took me to church. I went to Sunday school I got the bookie and the stickers and everything. There were Bibles in our home. My mom read to us the Bible stories The Old Testament and the New Testament Bible stories. I knew about Jesus But I was never born again I was never filled with his spirit. I was never baptized in the Holy Spirit I never had the fire and you're not going to have the fire unless you are born again i know we know that but there's a world out there that that doesn't and we assume that we are believers just because we grew up and we attended a traditional church that's the truth but the bible says we need to be born again that's when our spirit becomes alive that's what we that's when the process of the fire starts and sometimes people assume that I'm a born-again Christian, but I am not. That's why I don't have the fire. That means I've never received that new life on the inside of me. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes we lack because we, have, we are, don't have a spiritual appetite because our spiritual diet is unhealthy. Or maybe we don't even have a spiritual diet. We're not eating. We're not eating the spiritual food that our spirit man needs. Who loves this is a particular problem in our home, when you have a bride, who has a snack while the fire go, is going? So it's a chippy. <laughs> or a bull donkey? A samba chippy. Salt and vinegar, samba you Johannes likes to have it always has to be salt and vinegar. I got like fruit chutney or sweet. Okay. Or you have a kasi and a cracker with a sweet jelly saucy, but you have a snack. Who has the problem of having too many snacks? <laughs> then Johannes is like, you're not eating all the flies that I brought. And I was like, oh, maybe I had too much kasi and crackers or jiffies. Okay, sometimes what happens is, the same with us virtually. We snack on the world so much that we don't have an appetite for the things, for the main meal, the main course, which is the Word, which is Jesus. Because we've been snacking on the world too long. or too much. And so it means I'm full. I think think I'm full. And now I don't go and eat the Word. I don't go and feed on the thing that actually my spirit needs. So I might feel full from the things of this world, but on the inside, I'm malnourished in the spirit. You know, sometimes even things like uh i had someone say this before and i thought to myself that is the truth we can even and i love a good self-help book i love to read about things that feed my soul in other words my my mind my world my emotions a good inspiring movie who loves a good a good drama flick i like a good real life hallmark movie nee? and some of them are christian movies but some of them are not But, you know, some of those things can feed my soul, but not my spirit. What do I need to feed my spirit man? I need anointed word of God. I need anointed teaching. What does it mean, anointed? It means the spirit of God is breathed upon it. It means it has to be something of the kingdom. That is what's going to feed my spirit. Otherwise, I'm going to starve to death in my spirit man.
1: And so many times we feel, the Bible
0: says, that eternity is planted inside the heart of man. Amen? So we know, all of us, if you think back of the time before you got saved, you got saved because you were looking for something to fill that emptiness on the inside. That hole on the inside that you have, there's an emptiness, there's a need, there's something on the inside, and we were made by God for only Him to fill that. And that means we will always be unsatisfied until he fills that. But we don't always realize we think we can feed on the things of this world to fill that void. And we feel full temporarily. But actually, we're being malnourished. Our spirit man is not growing, it's not feeding, and that's why we're not hungry, because we need more of the spirit feeding in order to get more hungry spiritually. Does that make sense this morning? And I think many Christians are finding themselves in that place. When we continuously snack from the world's table for satisfaction, what does that mean, snacking on the world? It means the things of this world, like we're seeking pleasure more than we're seeking the Lord. Is it wrong to go on a good vacation or to watch a good inspiring movie? No. But am I, am I feeling more there than I am in the Word, then I will get malnourished. It is going after money a pursuit of money riches reputation more than we are seeking the kingdom it is going after things like hobbies and sport and that is good god created us to do all these incredible things but if that is feeding me more than what i'm feeding on in the spirit i'm malnourished i'm not growing hungrier i'm starting to lose my appetite Proverbs 15, 14, if the people put up this scripture. This is a profound one. A wise person is hungry for knowledge, while the fool feeds on trash. The Passion says this. Lovers of God hunger after truth, but those without understanding feast on foolishness and don't even realize it. Those are the things that can cause us to lose our spiritual appetite when we are feeding in the wrong place. Some of us lack number three, a spiritual appetite, simply because we are too busy. I'm too busy to eat. I'm too busy to pray. I'm too busy to worship. I'm too busy to take the time to spend time in the Word, to read the Bible, to study the Bible. To even sometimes come to an anointed worship service, I'm too busy, I've got things going on. I'm just picking on church, but you know what I'm saying. It's an everyday thing, not just talking about church. I'm just too busy. Do you know who finds themselves in the natural, often so busy that you forget to eat? That you forget to have lunch, or you forget to have breakfast, or it happens to me many times. And then by the time I'm, by the time I get to eat, I've actually lost my appetite again, because I, it's been too long between meals. I Sometimes it happens to me because I get so occupied with things that I need to do, my to-do list often drives me, that I completely forget to eat. It's just not part of my thinking. And it's the same spiritually. We can be so busy with everything else that we forget to eat spiritually.
1: Are you still with me this morning?
0: Yeah. God wants us to eat, and the good news today is that if you're feeling that you are hungry or you're not that hungry in the spirit, then God says, I want to give you that gift of hunger, and you can cultivate it. It is in your power, it is in my power to make sure that I stay hungry, to make sure that I am in that place where I'm ready to be filled, where I'm ready to receive all that He has for me. How do I do that? How do I foster a healthy spiritual appetite? Number one, get born again. (laughs) That's a good idea. It's a good place to start. Understand, was there a moment that I really gave my heart to the Lord? Was there a moment in my life that I decided, and I've spoken to people that have said to me, I've realized I don't think I've ever consciously surrendered my life to Jesus. I've never done it. I've just assumed I'm a Christian, I'm a born-again believer because I was born in a Christian home. Josma always says, just because you are in a garage doesn't mean you're a car. It's that same thing. So number one, I need to become born again. My spirit needs to become born again because I was created for fellowship with God. Psalm 42 says, as a deer, what does it say? As a deer pants for the water brooks, my soul pants for you. My soul thirsts for the living God. David wrote and he says, Lord, I am so desperate for you. I am so thirsty for you. If you are not there, I am empty. I am depleted. There is a desperateness. He had a hunger for the Lord. It starts there. Number two, how do I foster a healthy appetite? I need to get rid of those spiritual appetite killers. There is so much the world. I need to get rid of the chappies of the world. And I need to eat the spiritual food that will actually satisfy me on the inside. That'll satisfy my deepest spiritual need on the inside. That will cultivate my hunger, because the more I eat of that, the hungrier I will become. Ungodly entertainment. Sin. What else did I write? Money, power, prestige, riches, fleshly pleasures, performance, possessions, those things that drive me, those things that I eat on. Do you know what I've also found really puts a temper on my spiritual hunger? Sometimes is toxic emotions. Toxic emotions and not dealing with those things will kill my spiritual appetite. What am I talking about? Things like offense not part because they hurt me or they did this. Unforgiveness, bitterness. It's okay to feel those things, but then the Bible gives us indications of how do I get rid of that? How do I deal with that? How do I do healthy conflict? How do I ask someone to help me to sort this thing out? Toxic emotions can weigh on me and it will kill my spiritual appetite for the things of, this Lord, of the kingdom, for the things of the Lord. Those things will block us from receiving from the kingdom. Unforgiveness, when we pray for people to receive healing for sickness, one of the biggest things that we've seen blocks people receiving healing in their bodies is unforgiveness. And we know that, ne? Unforgiveness and bitterness. It's a toxic emotion that God wants to bring healing in our life to. But we've gotta be willing to let go of those things. Because what happens is sometimes we nurture those things. It becomes our little, I go for my offense barbecue. Now I hold on to it. And it starts to, it starts to rot around me. It starts to smell around me, my offense and my hurt and my bitterness. And it actually propels people that, I don't want to go close to that person because they're so bitter and so negative. It kills my spiritual appetite. And the Lord says, I want us to get rid of those things. Number three, we need to eat the right spiritual food. Does that mean oh Marissa's is going to teach us now again we must read the bible we must study the bible yes i am going to tell us to do that because it is the food it is the food that we need and you know what we are always going to be at a place of malnourishment until we decide that we want to eat you know eating is a decision you and i can decide how hungry we are Jeremiah 15 16 it's in your notes. says your words were found and I ate them
1: Your word was to
0: me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart the prophet uh, Jeremiah Said to the Lord Lord. I am eating your words So what does it mean when we say we eat the word of God and I know this sounds foundational This sounds like but we all know this But then my question is, how hungry are you this morning? Maybe you realize this morning I've not been eating enough. That's why I'm not that hungry spiritually. That's why I'm not thirsty. To eat from the Word of God means I open it and I read it. Whether I feel like it or I don't feel like it. Sometimes we're so led by our feelings. And actually feelings has nothing to do with it. There are mornings where even no one will believe me, but there are mornings sometimes when I don't feel like a spiritual activity. But you know what I've learned, I've cultivated habits that I don't care how I feel, I just go for it. Bill Johnson says, I continue to read and read and read until he speaks. I just continue. We don't always have to have this incredible heavenly experience, we just, it's like a habit. You just have to foster it, you just have to cultivate it. And what does it mean to eat? It means I read it, I study it, I pray about it. I ask the Lord, Lord, what does this mean to me? Can you please explain to me, what does this word mean for me? What are you trying to tell me? That's how we to hear his voice. Many times people tell me, but I don't hear the voice of God. And when I ask, well, when was the last time you opened the word? No, I can't remember. Well, that's why you're not hearing his voice. It starts, he's already given us a lot to hear. He's already given us a lot to listen to. Okay? So we need to be in this word. We need to feed. We need to read. We need to study the word of God. We've got opportunities. We've got word school. Do you know that in a church of over 60, we've got almost 70 members, only 25 people have joined Word School. And that's awesome, but that's 25 hungry people. You know, there are opportunities for us to grow. We need to be hungry, because when we are hungry, we are going to see the kingdom, we are going to be filled. So we need to eat, because what happens when we eat the Word of God, and when we study, and when we meditate, you know when you, when you meditate, when you chew your food, that's when the nutrients are actually released. It's the same spiritually. When I meditate on the Word, and I get it into my heart, that is where Jesus said my words are life and they are spirit. That's where things will begin to change. His food is real food. It is spirit and it is life. And that needs to be our guideline. Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That means his word. It also means his rhema word. And we're going to talk a lot about the rhema word. What is the rhema word? The rhema word is the spoken word of God. Next week, when, when JC is here, we're going to focus on that. How do I hear the rhema word of God? In other words, how does that come alive to me? How do I make that mine? That's what we're going to talk about and we're going to practice and we're going to talk about those things and we're going to hear what God is saying to us. Jesus said, your, my words are spirit and they are life. Your spirit needs spiritual food. How is your spirit man doing this morning? Is he well fed or is he a little bit malnourished? Because then, if he is malnourished, the invite this morning, Jesus is saying, come to the table. I have prepared a feast for you. I want you to come and eat of me. Because it's only my words that will give you life, that will satisfy that emptiness on the inside, that will give life to your mortal body, that will bring physical healing to your body when you need it. It's when you feed off me. John 6, if the team can put this up, it's our last scripture. John 6 verse 32 to 35 32 to 35 Jesus said I tell you the truth he's talking to uh, Some of the Pharisees and some of the religious leaders of the day that said to them uh, that said to him we will believe in you This was just after he multiplied the bread and the fish if you're in word school We've been doing that in John 6 and he just did this incredible miracle And they don't believe yet that he's the Messiah. And they say to him, him, but Moses gave us the bread that fed us. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven, my father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, Give us that bread every day. Now they want the bread. And Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus said, I am the word and I am the bread of life. And I want you to come and eat from me because that is the only way you will continue to stay hungry spiritually but you will not feel that emptiness and that void on the inside of you amen he wants us to feed on him he is the bread of life and a regular diet will shape your appetite over time that is how you can grow your spiritual appetite is quite simply this, I'm not bringing this groundbreaking word this morning, I'm just reminding us, because I felt the Lord say, I need my people to be hungry. So I wanna encourage you, we can foster that hunger by just changing our diet, just changing our diet, but consistently doing it, consistently feasting on it, consistently eating from it, then we will grow hungry. And we will want more of what we feed ourselves. The truth is, the reality is, the more we feed on the snacks of the world, the more we will only want the snacks of the world. But the more we will feed on the things of the Spirit, the more we will want and crave and need the things of the Spirit. I want you to stand this morning. And we're going to end and we're going to pray for some people this morning. There are two other scriptures that I want to share with you. And the Dean can put up the last slide. Psalm 81 verse 10 says this. I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt out of your bondage. And he says, open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. I want you to just close your eyes this morning, and I want you to just focus on Jesus. Focus on Him who says that He is the bread of life. Psalm 107, verse 9 says, "For He satisfies the parched throat." And He fills the hungry appetite with what is good. He makes the hungry dwell. He has a special place prepared for those of us who are hungry. He has a special feast prepared for you and I. A place of life. A place of water and revival and refreshment and fulfillment. The fourth thing I think we can do to continuously cultivate a hunger, a spiritual hunger for Him, is to continuously position ourselves where there is an anointing. Continuously position ourselves where the Spirit of God is moving, because you will be impacted, you will be judged, you will be lit and set ablaze and set on fire. And I want to invite you as a church, we are doing our best in the season with just a small team to give people as many opportunities as possible to experience the anointing of the Lord. Whether it's a Sunday service, whether it is Word School Zoom on a Monday night, whether it is an opportunity for men to be discipled one-on-one on on a Friday morning at six o'clock, whether it, whether it is the women gathering, whether it is an opportunity to serve the Lord, you know, serving will set you on fire. God also wants us to feed others. Whether it is, if you're a volunteer, whether you're part of a Wednesday night home cell, The Lord spoke to us about home cells, and He spoke to us about how they are spiritual water wells midweek. Yes, it's comfortable to stay at home, but you know what you're going to miss on the water well where He wants to pour out, where He wants to set ablaze, where He wants to minister to you and minister to someone else. And the Lord says, are you hungry for me? Because if you are, I will not leave you starving. I will come and I will fill your every need. And this morning I want to pray and I want to first of all ask if there is anyone here and you've listened to this message this morning and you realize that Maybe I don't know if I've ever surrendered my life to the Lord. Maybe I've never made that decision. Maybe I grew up in a Christian home, but I've never made that decision to give my heart to Jesus. That is the starting place where we get fooled. If there's anyone here and you've never made that decision, everyone's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I just want you to gently raise your hand. I'm just going to pray for you. I'm not going to call you out. If there's anyone here and you've never made that decision for the lord you can't remember a time where you've actually actively decided to do that okay thank you lord thank you lord then the second group of people i want to pray if you are here this morning and you feel on the inside you've lost you're a believer and you love jesus but you've just lost your spiritual appetite You're just finding yourself at a place where you feel so dry. You're not getting anything out of the word, and you don't always feel like reading the word, and you don't feel like coming to church, and you don't feel like hanging out with other believers, and you don't find yourself in a place where you want to worship, where you even want to pray. You've just lost your appetite. No one's looking around. I just want you to raise your hand and we're gonna pray together. We're gonna all pray corporately. Thank you for those who are being honest this morning. Thank you for being honest. Yes, Lord, you see every hand this morning. And I'm gonna pray and we're gonna do a corporate prayer together, because I believe that all of us have places where we sometimes snack too much of the world. And I want you to just pray after me. Lord Jesus,
1: Jesus, I thank you that you are the King.
0: And you desire for me to be hungry for you, to be thirsty for you, to be desperate for you, to be an on-fire believer. And Lord, this morning I repent from snacking from the world's table, fulfilling my desires, never satisfy. This morning, I receive your forgiveness and I ask you with boldness and with confidence for a new gift of hunger. Lord, to meet with you. I want to hear your voice. I want to be hungry for your word. I want to be on fire for you. Fill me afresh this morning with your spirit, with your fire, and wake me up so that I can be and set other people ablaze in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you this morning that there is a corporate anointing this morning of a fresh gift of hunger for all of us this morning. Lord, you have not called us to be a dead church. You have not called your children to be spiritually malnourished. But Father, You have called us to be hungry and to get even hungrier the more we fall in love with You. And so this morning, Lord, I pray that You will baptize us afresh with Your Spirit. Lord, that You would baptize us afresh with Your fire. Lord, that we will continue this week, that we will seek You, that we will eat from the things of the Spirit. Lord, give us the self-control, that You would give us the desire that you would place us in your presence so that we can continue to run hard for you, to establish your kingdom in this city and in this nation.
1: Lord, and we wanna
0: be a church that is always on fire, that is always hungry, that is always thirsty for you. And Father, your word says in 1 Corinthians, I think it is, in 2 Corinthians 7, that the repentance Prayer produced a supernatural zeal and hunger in their hearts. And so, Lord, we pray this morning, may we be like the church in Corinth, Lord, who said, Lord, we are sorry for eating from the world. Now, give us that hunger. We want to feed our spirits with your food. We want to feed on Jesus, the bread of life. He is the one that will sustain us, He is the one that will satisfy us like nothing in the world could ever do. In Jesus' name. And so we thank you this morning, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will bless every person in this room. That you will bless their time when they sit down. Lord, you will just start speaking. Lord, words will start to jump off the pages of your word. Lord, and they will continue to eat. And they will continue to eat. And they will continue to drink from your spirit. Until their cup overflows, Lord father i pray that you will continue to stir this hunger inside of us lord that we will be a church that will see the fullness of your kingdom that we will be a church lord that where we walk the kingdom will manifest where we walk we will see and encounter people encountering the kingdom and may our hearts burn on the inside of us for you lord lord we are not interested in the world we're interested in you we were made for you we were made to worship you we were made to be on fire for you let our hearts burn for you lord let our hearts burn for you to die to our flesh Lord help us to die to ourselves so that we can be and have more of you thank you Jesus thank you for the precious gift of your spirit thank you for the precious gift of your word Take us, Lord, and do whatever you want to do with us. Help us to respond to your love. Help us to respond to the food that you want to give us. And as a church, Lord, we just just come and we bring next weekend before you. We want to bring this conference before you. We bring every single week before you. But particularly, Lord, we know that there is something that you want to do. There is something that you want to shift. And our hunger will bring that forth, Lord. Our hunger is what you are looking for. So, Father, we ask that you will prepare us in this week to come. That you will prepare our hearts. That you will prepare the hearts of the people we've invited. Lord, that you will send people from the highways and the byways. Lord, those who are hungry and those who are thirsty, but those who do not know, to let them come, Lord. So they can come and encounter you. And, Father, I pray... That we will be a church that prays bigger and bolder prayers. That we will trust you for more. Lord, that we will be reminded and refreshed that you are the God of miracles. That you are the God of the impossible. That nothing will ever be impossible for those who believe. For those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For we shall be full so we thank you for that this morning lord and i want to pray a blessing over every person i pray that you will protect them lord that your spirit would go before them that you will go behind them and around them and lord that you will satisfy their every heart's desire as they seek you in this week to come we love you so much we give you all the honor and we give you all the glory and everyone said amen Awesome church. I pray that's blessed you this morning. I pray that your spirit man received something. And I want to encourage you next weekend, it's going to be incredible. Come hungry, come expectant. In fact, I want to challenge you. Why don't you ask the Lord for something impossible? Write it down in your journal and come next weekend with at least one expectation. Can we do that? Can we just set one expectation before the Lord and see Him do something that you've never seen